0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. Uh, before I start, just to let you know that, um, funnily enough, between releasing the first part and the second part, um, Decipher, Countless Band that we're talking about in the majority of these podcasts, um, has actually they've changed their name to placeholder so um i've changed all the links in part one and in part two in this one i'll um i'll have all the details in you know in the description and on the youtube video all that sort of jazz um but yeah so decipher are now called placeholder just to confuse everyone but i mean i suppose it kind of works out for the best that i get to say this before releasing the podcast i don't have to pull a podcast and add another one on there to add this whole sort of different intro to what i recorded thanks callum um but yeah so they're called placeholder now hope you guys enjoy. Um, just so you know, also, um, the first 15-20 like, minutes of this podcast, uh, me and Callum actually talk about like, movies. Like <laughs> Again, it just seems to be every podcast I do, I end up talking to people about movies. So, if you're not into movies, screw you, because everyone should be into movies. But if you're not really that into it, just skip Um, yeah, about 15 minutes ahead or so. And then we start talking about other stuff. Um, we primarily talk about like the songwriting process, uh, the, the lyrical content. And we talk about veganism quite a bit, because a couple of uh, Callum's bandmates are vegans. So we talk about that as well. Uh, and also, we speak about Thor Ragnarok um, in this, uh, that I noticed. <clears throat> and um, I just got back from the cinema with Callum, actually, uh, seeing it. And Thor Ragnarok, I'd say, is fantastic. So there's a nice little thing there. Go see Thor Ragnarok. It's loads of fun. It's directed by a guy called... Uh, taiki watiti um and he made a film called hunt for the wilder people and another film called uh what we do in the shadows both those films are great hunt for the Wilder people everyone should go bloody watch that film's fucking amazing it's on netflix you should just go see it but thor 3 it's a lot more guardian guardians of the galaxy sort of feel uh, and it's just it's a lot more fun it, it literally there's not a moment of it is serious like it's literally joking the entire time and it just it just really makes it, you know, this is like the 17th Marvel film in the cinematic universe and it's the third Thor film and it's getting a bit old, you know, um, just all of them. So it's like this one's a lot more fresh. It's a lot more different. So if anyone's like kind of on the fence about going and seeing this, I- I'd, I'd really recommend this. Um, anyway, I've been rattling on now for more than two minutes. So um, I guess I'll let the podcast begin unless I'm just going to keep on going. No, I'm not really. Um, cool. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. I'll be back at the end to talk about the next podcast I'm doing. And um, yeah, don't forget to review and, all, and rate and all that sort of jazz. And thanks again. Justice Lee, do you think the new one's going to be any good um I think if they don't bring Superman in it in like 20 minutes, there's a bit at the end of the trailer, isn't there, where it's got Alfred and he's like...
1: Oh, he won't be it to the end. They definitely won't be into the end, because they, they know, like, they know there's fuck all they can do. Unless they kill him with kryptonite again. Um, <laughs> it's literally fuck all. And as soon as Superman shows up, it's just like, alright, great, well, this film's over, Superman's gonna save everything, because he's just some god that can do everything. So it's like, well, there's no point. If the, if the film's gonna be exciting, it's not gonna be him. It's not gonna be Superman. But I get the feeling from that film it's going to be bad. To be honest, yeah. I think I think it definitely, definitely has potential. And I love, I do love those kind of films. I'm, I'm slowly getting a little bit sick of the whole like everyone trying to make a um, extended universe, and it all has to link in in this certain way, and it's all like there's so many films, and every time I see a film, if I want to understand it, I've got to see seven other films and a couple of miniseries.
0: Oh yeah, they do um, that thing where they release like like a like twenty minutes worth of just clips, but like when um. Was an Alien Covenant came out. They're like three YouTube clips explaining between Prometheus and Alien Covenant. It was like this this film is That's meant to be so a sequel. Fucking pointless. It's like you're meant to you're meant to actually be able to have, be good enough at storytelling where you don't have to What it should be is it's like DLC these days. What DLC should be, and what miniseries on computers should be, is adding to a universe and giving more depth but not being necessary. Oh yeah. But nowadays with a lot of DLC especially what EA do um, with video games and it's like with um, with what people uh, with films like I didn't fully get Covenant or Prometheus I certainly didn't get Prometheus very well at all I fucking I didn't like that film either I thought it was boring mm-hmm. but there's like there's, I think there's three YouTube clips so about between one and three minutes long I believe that are on YouTube that you gonna watch and bridge the gap between Prometheus and Alien Covenant it's like you clearly didn't make a good enough film. You made an incomplete film. If I have to watch a web series to understand the plot, you're not explaining the story again. Well,
1: so many people... I mean, there's so many people. I mean, it's, it's getting less and less. But people do still live offline. Not everyone knows about these kind of things. And you kind of watch it, and it's like, oh, there was a 60 minutes worth of footage
0: that I haven't seen because I didn't know. Well, I knew so, that... I knew an Alien Covenant thing came out but it was called The Prologue. And I was like... I thought that was that thing where obviously I know it's not made by Marvel or anything, but Marvel do this all the time where they release about a billion trailers. I thought when I saw the trailer clip I was like, Oh, that's literally the first two minutes of the film. I was like, I'm not gonna watch that. And then I watched the film and I spoke to Alex about it and he was like, Oh no, that was like pre the film, that was like explaining part of the film and I was like, well, I didn't know that. Like, I didn't I just saw Alien Covenant, the prologue and I thought, Oh, that's the prologue to the film. That's the bit, that's the clip before the word Alien Covenant popped up.
1: Yeah, that's that's more
0: stupid than what
1: I was kind of going on about. I mean, that's that's like next level fucking stupid. That's just what's the point in doing that? What? Well, I was just more talking about stuff like Marvel. And, but I mean, it doesn't really matter. You don't actually have to have seen everything. But I mean, it's just the whole the whole universe contains loads and loads and loads of films. Some of which look pretty shit. Some of which you have to watch an entire fucking twenty episode Netflix series. And it's just a sort of like, I don't. I don't really want this anymore. I kind of liked it when it was just. Iron Man, Thor, and like all these ones. So, oh, it's coming becoming the Avengers are so cool. But now they're like, we have to make some absolutely insane universe. So there's going to be over fifty films. It's like it is really cool. I mean, every time I go and see a Marvel film, I'm usually really impressed. I'm every time I'm usually like that was really really enjoyable. Even if I don't think the film's actually that great, I usually I really really enjoyed watching that. Yeah, but like n- now, the whole like all the Netflix series have kind of mixed in with it. That's I don't like that. I wish the Netflix. Had, I wish that had stayed out of it completely.
0: I quite like the Netflix series but obviously I'm watching it except Iron Fist because I watched half of that and it was just fucking dull. But then I watched the, the Defenders and stuff and it doesn't seem to link in with it hugely. I I wonder if during Infinity War it will but I'm not really fully sure. I quite like... I, I'm, I'm kind of in the grey area I'm kind of on the fence because I do like the fact that there's a big universe to it all because it makes you feel more rewarded as a fan when you watch everything and you get all these little references. And also it means that they have this issue now where it's either keep going and make this universe bigger and bigger and bigger or... Basically, keep making the same film because the Marvel formula, unfortunately, they have not There's only about 10 films you can make with a Marvel formula, really, maybe five to be honest. So, what happens is it's like with um, with the, some of the standalone films of the Avengers movies, obviously, some are better than others. And it's like they are going to keep wanting to make films and people are going to still want to see them. And it's like, how do you get around making things unoriginal? It's like, will you get around making everything the same? It's like, will you kind of have to do pieces of a puzzle in a sense. But the problem is, with Marvel films they're, they're trying to do both. They're trying to make it so that every film you can watch by itself and is accessible enough, but equally links in enough with everything else. Yeah. So it kind of just leaves little bits of vagueness to them. Like, I've seen all the Marvel films quite a few times. I still can't fully remember all the Infinity Stones and what they all do, and I can't remember any of the bad guys from any of the Marvel films, except ones that I already knew beforehand. Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously I seen know the Spider-Man ones, because you have to be living under a fucking rock. But it's like, in Thor, obviously it's Loki, he's the bad guy. But in the first Thor movie, it was... Was Loki just the bad guy in the first Thor movie? I'm trying... I can't even bloody remember. Yeah, I think so. But in the second one, there was... Wait, was he? No, Loki was the bad guy in the first Avengers movie. Yeah, he wasn't the bad guy in the first Thor movie. No, I can't remember what happened in the first Thor movie now. Oh, it was the Ice King thing, was it? was
1: the Ice Guys, yeah.
0: Yeah, who I can't remember their names. And then there was also in the second one, there was that elf guy who was basically... It was almost like the exact same as the ice people, but they weren't ice. They were just elves. They were like dark elves. And they they almost did the same thing and always got beaten in the same way. And it's just like... It's that thing that the Honest trailer guys always do, the screen junkies on YouTube, where every film now seems to be um, some sort of big blue light in the sky that causes the end of the world. It's in, like, Suicide Squad. I think it's in one of the Batman vs Superman. It's in Batman vs Superman or Superman or something like that. It's in, um, like, I think almost all the Marvel movies end. Like, there's the Avengers has got it. One of the Thor films has got it. And it's just, like, you have to have... Because all the films are making the stakes so high... It means that none of the stakes are high. Because every single one is, it's going to destroy the Earth, okay? How is it going to do that? Well, the only energy that we know it kind of exists, that we also don't know enough about to control, is like light energy, essentially, or like lasers and shit. So it's like, the only thing they can do is constantly say, they're going to destroy the world, or take over the universe, or destroy the sun, or something. How are they going to do that? They're going to shoot a big laser at it. It's like, oh no. <laughs> Not again. Again. So <laughs> <laughs> like every Marvel film was just like a big blue light. And every villain like Ant Man. It was the Wasp. I don't know his actual name. I've seen that film four times. I don't I have no idea what the main guy's name is. The the bad guy in, in Ant Man. I don't know what it is in Thor two. Um obviously Thor three, I think it's Ragnarok, which is the name of is the woman, the 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 bad guy, the goddess of death or whatever. But that's
1: like yeah, no, her name isn't Ragnarok. Her name's like
0: Zen or something like
1: that. Oh okay. Yeah. So,
0: but she you know th- more about the comics and stuff than I do. Yeah,
1: yeah, I know she's the goddess of death. I don't know that's about her. She was I think when Thor goes into... Which film was it? Where he goes off on his own. And then he goes into that little cave. And then he oh. goes into that pool.
0: Oh, yeah. That's that's Avengers 2, I think. It
1: doesn't actually show you what it is. But that is in one of the comics. And he has a vision of the goddess of death in that. And okay. that's what it's supposed to be. I think he says something. Like, he, that he has to go. And that he has to get back.
0: Yeah, that's why he bails in Avengers 2. Um, um,
1: yeah. Yeah. That, I'm sure he's supposed to... I, I might explain it in this film. Mm. Hopefully it does. Because otherwise that, film, that scene... It's like it's quite a big comic book scene as well, and it's like completely irrelevant. Yeah. I really like it when they chuck like major comic book um scenes, so I say scenes, major comic book parts into films. There's a major comic book part in that in the new Spider-Man, which is really cool as well. Is that the one? Is it a spoiler if you say what it is? Um, well, really, it's just when he gets trapped under that rubble, uh, towards the end. And, oh okay. Uh, um, I don't know I'm not want to say any more than yeah, that, yeah. but he just gets trapped under rubble, and that's that's like a major, major, major bit from the comic books. It's really cool. I do want
0: to say someone asked me about um, Spider-Man: Homecoming. It might have been today, actually. It might have been yesterday at work. And um, yeah, they asked me about it, and um, they were like, "Oh, I haven't seen it yet, but it's out on DVD. i asked him it." What do you think of it? And I was like, "It's probably the best Spider-Man film out of all of them." And he was like, "Really?" He was like, "Cause he said he really liked the first one, and then he said the second one was good, and then the third one was worse, and then he said he liked the first Andrew Garfield one, but didn't really like the second one." And I kind of. I the same. I, I do like the Spider-Man films, but I just find all of them are kind of missing something a bit. I mean, the first they're Spider-Man, all
1: really underwhelming, except the very first yeah. Spider-Man film. some of them are good. Yeah. but they're all underwhelming in ways. And but I I thought the first, the very first one that came out, the first Tobey Maguire one, I thought that was alright. I, I think that was really good. It's just first time. I mean, it's not. It's it's fairly old, I guess. But well, I it's,
0: mean, it's not that it was the start of all that. It was like the first big budget uh, superhero movies because they had the 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 CGI the special effects for it. So that Rob was saying, my brother, he he was saying like, um, in that film when you first see Spider Man web swinging through the city, it's unbelievable because up to that point there was no CGI that made it look that good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but to anyone who hasn't seen the new Spider Man film, go watch it. It's really good. It's it's really really funny. It's light hearted. It's exactly how Spider Man should be. You know, and they don't do a fucking origin story. Thank God. They literally do like two sentences mentioning it, and that's it. So that's all you need to know. It's like everyone, my own mother. Knows the Spider-Man's origin story. <laughs> Everyone knows he got bitten by a radioactive spider. His parents were killed, uh, or parents disappeared somehow. He was living with his uncle and aunt, and then he, in most of the universes, did something either a little bit twatish or had some sort of thing that had an impact on his uncle, on his uncle being killed, and that made him become uh, Made him decide to become a vigilante and that sort of shit. That's like the general consensus. Everyone knows that. Yeah. It's everyone like, knows There's the main Spider-Man. three things. Everyone knows Spider-Man, everyone knows Superman, everyone knows Batman. That's just everyone. So you don't need to keep having origin stories. We don't need it. <laughs> I hope they never do another Batman origin story and I hope they never make another Superman film. Oh, Superman's going to appear here, everywhere. I
1: fucking hate Superman. It's so yeah, shit. DC are doing their extended thing now, so
0: he's going to appear everywhere. Well, DCU. All they, all they need to do is go with Superman. Okay. There needs to be like a public service announcement. Ironically, they should make Stan Lee do it because obviously he's, he's Marvel. and He should go, right had a little talk with everyone, okay? DC have agreed not to make any more Superman movies. Because Superman is by far the shittest idea for a superhero of all time. Having a, a superhero that has one weakness, you've already written yourself into a corner. Why would you possibly do that? It's literally kryptonite. And then occasionally it's like, oh no, it's someone who's also from this planet. It's like, okay, so you get two people who are basically invincible until randomly they're suddenly not you know, with like him and Zod at the end of Man of Steel. It's so, like, oh, they're completely invincible. They can literally punch each other through buildings, hit each other with metal steel girders and all this sort of stuff, not do any damage to each other, but then he snaps his neck and he can kill him. It's like, what? What? Where's the... Re- I don't understand. It's like, you're meant to be invincible and shit. And it's just like, all this sort of stuff is like... So it can only be hurt, apparently, by people who's who came from this planet that there's none of left, apparently, and kryptonite. And that's literally it. And it's like... Or potentially you can say he, you know, he's in love with Lois Lane, so he tries to save her, so they can kind of use her as a hostage, sort of thing. It's like that's three storylines. Super, Batman is human. He's really good at fighting, and he's super rich, and that's it. That means you can literally. That's why Superman's vi- Batman's villains, are so cool. Because you have Scarecrow's got like a hallucinogen that wouldn't do anything to su- Superman. You've got you know the Joker who's just a fucking lunatic but a genius. You've got Bane who's really strong. You've got so much variety because he's just a dude. And that's what makes it so brilliant. And even with Spider-Man, Spider-Man's a bit OP a lot of the time, but he's kind of balanced OP. You know, OP for people who are nerds, is overpowered. Um, and it's just like, I realise I say OP quite a lot, I say it at work, and sometimes people are like, OP? It's like, oh, overpowered. <laughs> it's like, but, oh, yeah, not an nerd. Yeah, it's like, um.
1: yeah, I, I know what you mean. I, I, do, I Spider-Man's kind of like, he's got his one thing though, so there's still loads you can do with it, because, I mean, he's he's got one thing. He yeah. can, he's, he can shoot web. Uh, shoot web, and he's, he's really he's, strong he's, and really. Just just agility, isn't it? Everything yes. is just agility because he everything that he does is he can just move around really fast because he shoots webs. It's just agility. He's not like. He's... And obviously, he's really strong. But I mean, every fucking superhero is strong. I know this. This it. But well, that is true. Yeah. There's no superhero that if you like kind of threw a well t- well a well thrown rock would knock them out. It's just I'd like, be the most boring superhero <laughs> ever. So when someone throws a rock across a fence. It's like oh, well,
0: it's like Spider Man. Well, that. <laughs> well, pretty much all. I think all the Avengers think that are in or, or the kind of characters that in like Civil War that sort of thing they can all pretty much lift up a car not not over their head but you know what I mean like they can, yeah. they can hold the bonnet of a car and lift it up as two front wheels without too much difficulty you know that's pretty much all of them and it's like well you have to be pretty fucking strong to be able to do that so yeah they've all got their big like strengths
1: in the Marvel, I don't know what they're going to. I'm really, I'm actually really, really excited for Infinity War because like I don't know how much they're going to reveal about like certain characters. Cause I See, I what,
0: I, was, I read the comics. That's what all. I mean. Like this, I've yeah. said
1: before, like, like I know Scarlet Witch is literally supposed to be insane. Like there's so much shit she can do, and there's so much shit she does do in the comics. Like she's almost like Phoenix,
0: isn't she? Uh, yeah, she management. just she
1: just mental stuff. She just absolutely mental stuff. So I don't know what they're going to do. So I know I've seen I saw that like a clip they released of it that you can't get anywhere now because they've removed it from everywhere because only people at Comic-Con were allowed to see it because, I mean, you know, if you can't afford to go to Comic-Con, well, fuck you. Um, <laughs> how, to, how dare you want to see the trailer? But I managed to see it before it got reviewed,
0: um, removed anyway. What, the Infinity War trailer? Yeah. See, it's funny because I specifically didn't watch that because I remember you mentioned it and I was like, I'm not going to watch that because they're just going to release it soon and then they didn't. I was like, oh, because they did it at the Deadpool, didn't they? Yeah. The Deadpool trailer was leaked, quote-unquote leaked. Because the end of... Um, I mean, I won't say what happens at the
1: start because, I mean, they, they start the film, they start the trailer, sorry, with the end of Ragnarok. So I already know what's going to happen at the end of Ragnarok because I've seen the trailer for Infinity War. So I was like, okay, there we go. <laughs> I, I knew that from reading a small thing. That I was reading a small thing about Comic Con and someone announced um, this continues exactly from the end of um, um, Thor Ragnarok. I was like, Thor Ragnarok isn't out yet. No one's seen it. I don't want to know what happens at the fucking end. <laughs> But, I mean, it doesn't show you what happens at the end of Ragnarok exactly, but from exactly what happens, I'm like, well, I know roughly how it's going to end now. Yeah. I'm not going to say it on here, but, um, I mean, yeah, basically, um, Thor and Guardians of the Galaxy meet up at the start of what seemed to happen of of um, Infinity War. I won't say how. Um, and it kind of just, like, it's almost light then it just suddenly goes, like, mega, mega dark. Like, um, Spider-Man's just, like, laying on the floor. Um, crying in his new suit in that suit that's at the end of Homecoming oh yeah Um, and just like all of them are just like looking like fucked basically I really hope they do Thanos comes out and he's like some fucking gigantic titan looks insane I hope they do
0: actually make it like a proper dark I mean some some of the I really like the the humour and lightness of uh, Homecoming Spider-Man Homecoming and Guardians of the Galaxy both of them but I really like films when they go really dark and that's also what I'm hoping happens with The Last Jedi you know, where it's like Force Awakens was pretty dark in place, especially towards the end. It really has dark moments and I find some most of the best films are ones where the light moments are quite nice and light but the dark ones just go really into it, especially when it's a film that's made by Marvel or something where it does hit you and you get all these superheroes who are like, yeah, invincible, yay, and then they're actually not rather than Marvel often get in the trap of they make this trailer which makes everything look really fucking dark and then you watch the film and it's like nothing dark actually happens and no one dies and it's like you know in Civil War it's like you know um, I think I'm going to say this in in the Civil War comics as you told me in the film Captain America doesn't die but in the comics he does yeah. and it's just like that was kind of like almost like a spoiler because I, I knew about that before seeing the film and I was like oh he's going to die oh that kind of ruins it a bit and then you watch the film and like oh he doesn't die and it's just kind of like you know, the film's been out long enough now I'm not worried about spoiling it because it's been out for ages and anyone who's really into Marvel, who cares? I should have seen it by now. It's like, no one dies in Civil War. It's like, well, it's kind of, it's kind of like zero sum, isn't it? You just kind of watch it and you're just a bit like, it's going to be dark and like all oh, the trailers for it show, like Captain America's shield broken or Tony Stark or Iron Man's uh, helmet, you think, broken and then fighting. And it's like, <gasps> what's going to happen? Obviously, a lot of the people who saw, read the comics knew that Captain America died and I read the... Because there's, there's a few Civil War comics, I think there's like three of them, or at least three, like, graphic novels, and I read one of them, and in that one, no one big died. There's a couple of side characters that died, but no one huge. But well, in there's... Civil War, I'm pretty sure literally no one, like, actually not a single human di- died except the main villain, which happens in every Marvel film.
1: Well, a, there is, there's there's different, I don't know how it works, because I haven't read all the comic books, um... I know one of them, Captain America, doesn't die, and he becomes someone else. I can't remember what his name is. Something with B, I think. But I mean, I I feel like that's where the next thing's gonna go. He's not gonna be Captain America anymore.
0: Um, oh, even though know, he didn't become Captain America. Yeah, so.
1: he changes. There's there's another character. Um, is what's his fucking name? Um, and it's basically Rogue Captain America. It's exactly the same as Captain America, but he's not Captain America in, any, anymore. Huh. So he goes like vigilante, basically. Oh, okay. Um, I can't remember what he's called. That's something i not going to think of
0: it either. Yeah. Oh. Well. Yeah, oh yeah. Decipher. Yeah. Um I'm talking about we went off on a movie tangent. Decipher. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. band. Okay. Yeah. Well, garbage. garbage. Well, let's, let's loop it back around, then. So um, so, well, obviously, your first EP um was we don't have to go into specific details, but it was obviously you in a relationship for a long period of time. Oh, you're in a relationship for a long period of time, and then obviously ended and. Uh, upset you it seems um nah, <laughs> no that was fine um so with your I, i'd recommend like anyone who's into anyone who doesn't whinge about unclean vocals or quote unquote shouty music i'd uh, give the album a listen because there's your single shadows is actually because i've shown a few people that um it's just the least heavy one and it's got um sean in it isn't it sean um yeah bobby love right now. now. know she calls herself bobby i'm gonna have her on the podcast most likely um but I'm going to have to find out if she wants to call Sean or Bobby. I imagine it's, it's Bobby. Bobby. Yeah, she doesn't know about Sean anymore. Okay. Women, it's Bobby Loves Joey. Women and them changing their names, like TJ and stuff. But, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's edgy. It's cool. They can do it. Just you <laughs> change your name to Max Power. That's actually a good <laughs> Max Power of the cypher. You probably get more people who like the thing because your name's Max Power. Yeah. Or, or what about this? The, the greatest name of anyone I've ever heard was... Um, it was a client at work when I worked for a CD production company. And his name was Guy Chapman. So, his name was Guy Chapman. <laughs> his Chatman. name was Man Man Man. To be fair, that if, if he hadn't,
1: his parents are a genius. Like, that is. Guy Chapman. Going so far in life to almost <laughs> almost make your son a joke. That is absolute genius. Man parents Man own. Man. That is so, if so you, good. You, I would love to be that kind of parent. Just like make you your son your a joke. Your last name is
0: Stone. Your last name is Stone. You could call your child Boulder, Rock, Marble. No, because it's too
1: obvious. It's too, Guy Chapman. So it's just like, oh, <laughs> oh, Guy Chapman. Since so, so we. Wait. Wait, he's man, 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 isn't he? It's <laughs> only when you sit back and think, like you've got, it's got to be clever. That that's why whoever Guy Chapman, he's a he's a man. I think no, he's, a, he's a musician of some his sort. His dad's oh, a central. real chap. Nice
0: man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Oops, Cheers, so, guy. so your new um. Yeah, so I, I recommend anyone who's not into music that's that heavy give Shadows a listen. That's got uh, yeah Bobby Lovejoy in it, who, who does a really cool part in the middle eight, and that's a lot more it sounds a lot more like singing than actual proper uncleans and shouting. And then the rest of the EP is a lot more heavier than that, but obviously has a lot of um, sort of melodic parts to it. It's like melodic hardcore sort of, but you, you have quite unique vocals, especially your uncleans. So you, you don't sound like any other band. And um, with your, the newest release, which was Cement, I've been listening to that a lot more uh, recently actually. And um, yeah, I think that's really cool. It's, it's really hard hitting and punchy, but it's as you were saying with a, a lot of Stu's writing, it's really hooky. And especially, like, the start of the song, you know, the da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and then the drumming just goes that that, I think it's the bass pedal, isn't it? Yeah. That little bit, it just gets stuck in your head, and then the rest of the, and it really hooks you, and it really, the video's really cool as well, but that song especially is really good. And then you've got, with your new EP, because I've obviously whenever I see you live, you play a couple of songs that haven't been released yet, I think, one, I say it's Stray, but is it actually going to be called Stray, or do you just not know? No,
1: we only called it Stray because it sounded a little bit like Stray from the back yeah, and you just so still it haven't figured movie. out a name for it yet? No, I. Well, I name everything. I'm, I basically name everything in the band. Um, I name all the songs. When it came to naming the first EP, I wrote all the lyrics and I came up with a couple of things that suit it or what it should be. And I basically gave the guys a list, and everyone kind of went, that sounds cool. Blame Yourself was like the coolest thing in the list. Yeah. Because um, as I said, like I am. I'm more passionate about it all than I actually come across. Like, when I actually speak to people about my band and stuff like that, I have a tendency just to go, oh, yeah, we're shit, yeah, we're a terrible band and shit like that. And if I actually get into a conversation with people, I'm just like, no, yeah, we do all this kind of stuff. Yeah, we're we're a band, basically. We're, it's cool. But I'm, when I actually sit down at home on my own and stuff like that and I'm actually writing stuff for it, I mean, I'm a lot more passionate about it than I actually come across.
0: Yeah. Whereas, well, um, is like a lie that often... Uh, you wouldn't, to me, come across it. Obviously, I know how passionate you are about the band and stuff. Because we're close and talk about it a lot. But... The thing is, the problem is when you're, an, when you're in a band, you don't want to come across as constantly going on about how awesome your band yeah. is and going on about your band. Because then you become that guy that people will be like, I don't want to see his band because he just goes on about it fucking constantly. And that's, it's, it's a real hard balance to try and get people to come and see you live and spend money and spend the evenings coming out to see a band they may not like. But also to try and not be forceful about it. And it's just so hard to do, you know, especially because you're in a band and I've got a few other mates who are in the band, who are in bands becoming on a podcast as well and also my brother and my dad um, you know he used to be in um, a lot of bands and stuff when he was younger so I, I know a degree of that sort of thing of like you really want people to come see you you can't harass them about it because you'll just achieve nothing and you'll just yeah. piss people off so I, I do kind of get that but um, so with your um with with Cement so that's the that's the single set now I really recommend everyone goes listen to that even if you're not into music that's that that's that heavy it's just a really really cool song to listen to um, what what's sort all of that about and then just go a little bit more depth about uh more detail But how many how many tracks you got for the the upcoming ep what's the sort of just a general idea of it really
1: the ep is going to be five tracks um i would go as far as saying it's absolutely nothing like the first ep it's not it's we're going i mean it's in the same genre i guess but at the same time I'd say it's not, which I understand is like completely confusing, but we've got a song. Well
0: cement does sound like very different. Like all, all the songs all the songs on the e- the, the first E P, they all sound quite different from each other, but they've they've got that uh, that kind of feel to them. They about twenty, almost like twenty percent of them have all got this consistent running thing. But cement even just the production of it, everything about it sounds completely different to that. Even your vocals have changed a bit. So the the heavy songs we've got three songs that I'd say are heavy and all three of them
1: are fucking heavy compared to what we've written before. Like they're all they're not necessarily like sludgy. I mean I mean cement's probably like kind of like sludgiest kind of riff song we've got. Yeah. But we've got another song that's got like um, I know it's pretty much everyone in the band's favourite riff. It's got two massive riffs in it that are really really cool. Is that one
0: of the ones that you play live?
1: Yeah. Um, the fast one that you've probably heard. We call it B for the moment. Um, but I think
0: beef was actually when because when I heard you play beef and stray, um, backwards. <laughs> think what the fuck are these names? <laughs> yeah, it was it's it's obviously just codenames. I know when you play them live, you don't. I think you've only like once or twice ever even named them like that, but you don't call you to say here's a new song of ours because obviously you haven't named it yet. But obviously, where I am friends with you and I've heard you, I've be around you and you've done demoing and stuff like that, and I talked to you about it and I'm really into the band. You go, there's a song of ours. We haven't really named it, so we just call it like code name, you know, stray. But it's like with. With, when I've heard you play Stray and Beef live, both of them the riffs are so catchy. I've had them stuck in my head for days, and I've been hassling you. I remember when you when you released Cement, and I was like, "Please release Stray. Record a release Stray." So like because I could, I love hearing it live, and it's just like I can't listen to it anywhere else. It's just really annoying. Yeah, it's really cool.
1: But uh, yeah, we've got three songs that are heavy. One that is, I'm not gonna reveal too much about them now. But um, one of them is basically it's almost just like a guitar ballad is Legit- that the
0: one that you said you took a bit of influence from Periphery from
1: um, no it's not really any influence from that it's, it's it's one of those songs that every band seems to have like every band seems to have that song that's just really sing along um, but it goes it goes fucking nuts at the end basically and that's gonna be cool and we've got one that's just like a really epic kind of sound it's, it's it's the most emotional stuff I've written, like lyric wise. Yeah. Like it's gonna be, a, it's a lot more emotional than the first EP.
0: What What was Cement about? Just um...
1: Cement was about. It's about basically a time period about when I left um, the religion that I was in, because um, obviously at that time everything was quite difficult. and The relationship I had with um... well, a lot of people don't know this. Obviously,
0: I, I know a lot more details, but I don't want to say loads because I don't know how much you want to share. But oh, that's cool. If, if um, definitely... I, yeah,
1: my obviously my family, are Witnesses, um, all of them. Uh, except me, I obviously I'm not going to go into too much detail about everything that happened. I chose not I didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't want to follow that religion. Um, I'm I'm an atheist, so I don't I just I can't bring myself to believe in it. I don't. Um, and at the time, obviously, the relationship I had with my family at that time. I mean, not my entire family. I mean, me and my brother never changed. To be honest, I mean, we've always just sort of been like, yeah, doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, but obviously, my rel- relationship with my parents at the time was very very difficult. And it's, it's probably difficult to actually pick out that that song is about that. Cause I mean, if you, if you're listening to the song, it probably does just kind of sound like it's about a girl. Um, cause I mean, the lyrics are like, they're not hateful sort of thing, but it's just, I don't know, a, a desperate kind of thing again. I, I use that word a lot when I'm talking about my band. It makes me sound really desperate. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you listen to the speechy bit of that song, it, it probably comes across a lot clearer. Um, that yeah. it was just me sort of trying to,
0: Articulate sort of. It's just
1: Macy trying, trying to, me trying to get out how I feel without being told, no, you should do this. Yeah. Like, I was just trying to get out, like, no, I don't need, to, I don't need to feel like this. I don't need to do this. I don't need to follow this. It's not how I feel. And it took, it was harder at the time than it needed to be. Yeah. And so I wrote about that time I and mean, things are okay now. But um, that was just about that time. That was really hard. And the rest of the EP is, it's all following that kind of time period. That, that all that kind of time period was very 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 hard, and it leads on to like kind of depression and all that kind of stuff. Because um, obviously
0: uh, people may not know this, but you, you've you've suffered with depression, unfortunately. Yeah. And I th- a lot of people, a lot of people that I've had and will have on the podcast, you know, have or have or do currently suffer with depression. I'm not I'm not going to name them all here and now because it's not fair and it's up to them. But you know, um brandy was on one of the podcasts, and he. Start talking about one of the dark parts of his life that you know about that I'm not going to go into because he said he may talk about it in the future podcast. That's not my place to say, but one of the things with this podcast I want to do is certain people, people who don't know people with mental illness, a lot, a lot of the time is people go through these things and people don't realize, you know. And all oh, the yeah. time it can... It, it's like, like Robin Williams is one of those examples. Everyone was like, Yeah, but he's so happy all the time. He's like, Yeah, but you don't know what he's. It's it's easier to put on a brave face, in, in quote, in quote, air quotes, and just smile at everyone and pretend everything's okay rather than actually show that you're sad and then everyone being around you kind of, oh, well you either try to constantly say, I'll make you feel better, when sometimes they just can't, or moaning at you for being sad, like, why are you sad? You've got these, you know, you've got this and this. You're not a starving child in Africa. Why should you feel sad? Blah, blah, blah. It's like all these complicated things of mental illness that come about, and I kind of want to <coughs> try and be, bring a bit more awareness to that sort of thing. Obviously, your music has been influenced by that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I mean, I'm not... I'm not really a talking point for it, to be honest, at all. Cause, no, um, I, don't,
0: I don't want you to feel like me putting you on the spot. No, 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 I'm not, I don't feel like that. Yeah.
1: Um. I'm just saying, like, I mean, people have told me before, like, you need to stop doing it. Like, I mean, I've always been that kind of person. I, I just don't talk about it. I don't want to. I don't ever want to. But I do kind of, I completely respect the idea that when people are saying you need to talk about it, I, I do agree with that. You do, you shouldn't bother. You do need to talk about it. I've had situations before where I've realised, oh, I can't keep this up, I have to go and do something about it. And it it still comes back every now and again. I mean, I, uh, every now and again, I'm just sort of like, I'll be really, really, really down um, for a few weeks, and tr- I won't say anything to anyone. And eventually, I was just like, I need to, I need to sort stuff out.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, You've got music, fortunately, which is your kind of it's, a degree of an
1: output. It's a, it's it's a relief. Hmm. Like, I mean, that's why I enjoy playing gigs so much. I mean, sometimes having something where you can just you just let aggression out and stuff like that You can, yeah. it sounds really angsty and teeny and stuff like that but sometimes you need that
0: well I listen to a lot of heavy music I'm, I'm not an aggressive person by any means I'm not violent I'm not saying you are obviously I'm not an aggressive person or violent at all but sometimes if I'm in a really shit mood one of the things I can really do to bring myself out of it is if I just put on something really fucking heavy if, if I'm in my car or if I'm in my room or something and I just shout as loud as I can and full on into it and it just it does it makes you feel a bit better it gets some of that that out of you you know you playing live and like singing lyrics that you or shouting whatever how you want to do it uh doing lyrics Scribos. uh doing lyrics that you wrote that mean something to you with like a whole band behind you doing it on stage doing a performance while being a piece of art with loads of people around you supporting you and it's purely yours and your band's own creation it's obviously a lot more a lot more to it than you know me just shouting to devil's prada in my car but i I get that you know
1: yeah i mean yeah, that's that's basically covered it. I mean, um, the new EP, like I said, I do like to try and. I mean, the the theme of it is is basically things that have caused like depression around this certain time of my life. Yeah. Um, I wanted to write a song. I, I mean, there's a song that links directly from the first EP um, that I wanted to write because obviously my first, the first EP was. I mean, anyone who knows me knows the situation between me and my ex girlfriend. Anyway, and um, my we obviously we broke up. Um, she decided to end it and I wrote that EP and I was just it was exactly around that time and I was just ridiculously angry and everything was her fault and I was sort of like oh, I'm an awful person and you know, you're a terrible human being and all this kind of stuff and I was just like I need to write this angry EP yeah. Um, and I wrote this angry EP and it kind of slowly came to fruition after I'd written it like we released it and stuff like that I mean there's loads of stuff I said on that EP that I'm just sort of like oh, yeah I'm, I'm glad I said that, but there's also of stuff on that AP that I said that I'm like, so many things you can say in the heat of a moment and then a couple of months later just be like, why the fuck did I say that? Why, I don't mean that at all. I don't feel like that.
0: Fortunate music, is, it can be, I don't think anyone is listening to that and taking every word as oh yeah, literally. Just... So with music, it's, it's fortunate, but I know completely what you mean. I think everyone's been in that situation where whether it was with arguing with a friend or with a girlfriend or boyfriend or partner or family member, sometimes I've had it before, especially, I've tried to stop doing it. Obviously, as you get older, you try and do it less. But where you, you're arguing with them, and then you say something, and then you kind of take a moment to realise what you've just said. And you're yeah. like, you really you say something, you don't even mean it, but you've already kind of said it, and it's really hurtful. And then the whole vibe changes of the argument, and then you're like, fuck. And that can happen, I understand. But yeah, we've got one of the songs is basically about that. And that that's currently called
1: Careless Whisper, I'll have you know. So you can imagine... It's, called it's currently called Careless Whisper, so you can imagine how kind of uh, slow and epic it is. <laughs> yeah. But that's... um. Yeah, that's kind of about how, I'm not taking back what I said, but it's it's about how I've come to realise that not everything that I said was 100% true, not everything I said was, I meant, like, I wrote so much of it in the heat of the moment, but so much of it has still been left with me, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that song's kind of about that. Um, most of the song songs are about, like, um, the kind of timeline where it was, me, I was a bit depressed, yeah. and... I was having to come out of this religion and everything. I felt very, very disconnected with just everyone I was close to.
0: Isolated. Um,
1: stuff. A lot of the EP is about that. But there are these kind of... There's songs, one or two, that are just touching on the same subjects. They're touching on isolation and depression and stuff like that, but are about a different thing. Like There's probably two songs that are about that and the rest are about the same kind of timeline of when I was um, coming out of this religion. Yeah. But um, Yeah, all in all... It's gonna be a really really cool EP, I think.
0: Yeah, all well, I've heard, obviously, I've, I've heard. I'm very excited to get it finished. I think I've heard two of the songs. Well, I've heard, I've heard cement, obviously, uh, studio. Because you've released that and stuff, um, and then, and also, you're on Spotify and stuff, aren't you as well? So yes. people can go on Spotify.
1: Um, yeah. Anyone listening, we are on. We're on. Well, we're basically on everything. You can find decipher on Instagram, Twitter. Um, Facebook, just everything. I'm Kellen Stone, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook and everything like that. I'll, I'll
0: truck on, um, so when I upload this and stuff, I'll put some, uh, I'll probably in the, the graphic of the, the uh, you know, on the podcast and stuff, I'll probably put at Decipher UK or whatever on it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Anyone yeah. who wants to follow us and just keep up to date I'll, I'll put doing. all the, your YouTube That's links cool. and all that sort of shit and I'll put you, whenever I release this, I'll put the newest single uh a YouTube link as well. I'll put all your details in the YouTube link. Well. I mean, yeah,
1: because it's cool now. I mean, we're it's, everything's about to get started a bit more now. Because I mean, we we lost our members. Obviously, we lost um Reese and George. Um, we've just got two new guys in now. We've got a new bassist who's literally just started with us. Um, so hopefully that's going to be good. And we've got Corey, our new drummer, who's he's doing
0: insanely well well I um, saw him your, your most recent gig you know he'd what been practicing for only a few weeks or something he yeah, like literally four band practices he had yeah um, and, he, and you couldn't really tell there was, there was the odd moment where I noticed he messed up a little bit but the thing is obviously I see you guys live yeah. almost every gig so me only being able to notice a couple of times and it didn't ruin the experience is like really big up to him for being able to fucking sort yeah, that he, out he smashed it he did really
1: well Um. so yeah I'm really really looking forward to getting all this new stuff done and finally out I mean it's going to be a little while yet to be honest but yeah, I'm really, really excited for it. Well,
0: it's on the pipeline. Unfortunately, you know, I mean, we're recording this now. Ugh. Yummy. I've, I've burped. I think every podcast I've had, I've burped now, which is terrible. And my alarm's gone off in every podcast, and I think it's going to go off in a minute as well. It, You're it, fucking it, disgusting. I'm, ta- I'm not only... Really ta- ta- I'm professional. I'm unprofessional. If you I'm... Al- I
1: vape during a podcast, fuck you, 74 watts, let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, oh, my alarm is set to go off in a few minutes. There we go, I've turned it off. Yeah, by the way, anyone listening, Um, I vape. I hope that's cool. Oh, lord. Um, um, yeah. you used you were in a vape shoppers weren't you
1: I won't fucking tell everyone that fuck me yes I used to work in a vape shop
0: Fickin' edgy he knows vape, all about it and I'm vegan well he's not vegan do you not know It's funny vegan <laughs> <laughs> and, and i vape it's funny though because uh, your bandmates your bandmates rather Jason and Stu they were vegan I only found out the other yeah day. Still
1: probably listen to this and love will have got
0: me um <laughs> well, Slating saying,
1: Vegans. I'm not actually slating vegans. I've, I've got no right problem with vegans, vegans at all. I've got said. no problem with vegans,
0: just if we're, we're like with like anything, if you shove your opinion down someone's throat, it's a dick move. But it depends to what it depends when the context is. If someone's being openly homophobic, then you're fine to be argue with them and you know but when they're like if someone's just having a conversation, then you just butt in and like, what, you're talking about eating burgers? Well, do you know that this many cows die and this many things happen and this destroying the environment? Blah, blah, blah. You should be vegan. You should really think about your moral choices. Like, right, if you want to be, if you want to be, give people information and you want to try and be helpful and help guide them a little bit and give them the proper information. Oh, yeah, that's totally fine. That's fine. When you're literally, like, almost attacking someone for, for not following your way, it's like, it's not quite as easy as. You know, it, whenever you talk to someone who's been vegan a long time, they they always say the same sort of thing where it's like, it doesn't cost as much as you think it'd be vegan. It's way the food. You know, you can, you only need to be able to cook veg properly to be vegan and stuff like that. And it's like, I know what you're saying, but me personally, I literally don't like a single vegetable. Every time I eat veg, it's like me forcing myself to eat it. I, I make sure I have four of my five a day or whatever. I like vegetables, but you see, that's the thing. I, I I would like to like vegetables, but I, I really. Good. Really don't. I I I really don't like veg. But I, I force myself to eat because healthy. But it's like
1: to be honest, all those things like they they, they don't make any difference to me. No, I don't know anyone who tries to force their opinion on me and stuff like that. It doesn't of course, just, No, Stu obviously
0: doesn't. No, either. no We're one saying just, No like, one I know.
1: Yeah, I know. No one I know is vegan. And actually, forced their opinion. The only actual opinion I don't. I don't like is that when vegan people say vegan bacon is good vegan bacon isn't good it's fucking <laughs> it's fucking disgusting it's not good You're there's no nothing that you, there's loads of like vegetarian and vegan foods their sausages stuff. are lush yeah there's loads vegan, of v- vegetarian sausages chicken and, and ricotta, stuff like well, that really doesn't good. taste like chicken really but it's close you get like all these burgers and stuff it's like that's ah, alright vegan bacon isn't fucking bacon it doesn't taste like bacon it's disgusting it's, there's, there's something wrong with it if you like <laughs> vegan bacon you need to go and have a really really good word with yourself it's, <laughs> it's not good at all
0: Oh sorry I, brought up, I clearly brought up a sore spot That's what your next EP is going to be about yeah. so once you've run out of like all this like religious doctrine and the, the isolation and all that sort of stuff and the depression around it and really uh, tough going after a relationship you're just going to complain about vegan and it's going to be
1: really really epic songs but every now and again there's just going to be a breakdown it's going to be like vegan and Baker and then it's just sort of like kind of really really heavy riffs and then you get getting fuck you yeah it's really going gents it's like no one likes it it's going to be like, sick that's like not good if it's anything gentey I love any to be fair Vegan Bacon's a great band name like, that, if a, if a band be. popped up and called themselves Vegan Bacon I'd be like well Vegan Bacon's good now because it's a fucking band
0: that would be if there was a band called Vegan Bacon I'd, I'd check them out definitely that, that sounds like a right laugh um, and that would be the Oakley Dogleys but still the Oakley, d- oh yeah, the, the, that the Ned, Ned Flanders, Flanders and that metal band. Guys, there's a metal band which is, it's like Ned Flanders, like all the members look like Ned yeah, Flanders. they all and dress up like Ned Flanders. I think the music's absolutely terrible. Yeah, but it's fucking it's, shocking. It's worth a watch though for a laugh. It's mega heavy though, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's out of my depth heavy. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, that's, that's It's very heavy. out of my depth heavy. Mm. Um, well, what I was going to say was basically, um, <laughs> tangents about vegan bacon, um, it's it's currently, um it's actually me burping which caused it, I and mean, then then trying to turn my turning off my phone alarm because in the podcast with Carla and with Bradley, both those times my phone alarm went off. <laughs> it's terrible, yeah. And I'm fucking useless at everything I try. I'm just a disappointment. Uh-huh. Yeah, but um, one of the I was gonna say is we're recording this now towards the end of September, and I've got I don't think I'll be releasing an episode until early october ish because i was gonna upload everything to soundcloud um, but soundcloud's gonna be fucking bankrupt and gone by the end of the year so i have to find a new place to you have to have, have a place to upload podcasts it's called an rss feed and you have to have a website to do it most of them cost money so i'm just in the midst of doing that and stockpiling podcasts and then you know, i'll release the one with tj first or two of them and then a couple of alex hart and then i'll figure out the ordering of it but this won't this what we're recording now won't be out for at least two more months i'd say it's, it's probably we're probably looking at around november sort of time
1: yeah i mean there's there could potentially be a new track around that time um at the moment we're all a little bit i mean without saying too much there's there could be an absolutely massive change soon that could involve that could involve us changing our band name. um yeah well, there's so no... while we're calling it decipher now that is the band at the moment but it's potential that that won't be our band name soon.
0: That's right. Well, if if that does happen, obviously, um, I I record the intros to this um after I've done the podcast and when it's closer to the time, normally of me actually releasing it, like I record the intros for uh one or two of the other podcasts, but all the other ones, it's just like, and there's no point recording an intro say, when when you when we finish this up, you know, there's no point me recording the intro straight away because if in if I don't release it for another two months, there may be more relevant information, you know. Yeah. So I will. When I people will have already heard the intro when they've heard this conversation, so you know. But I'll, I'll make sure that if you do change your band name or anything like that, then I'll I'll make sure do it. Oh yeah, it. I'm sure. So um, anyway, I mean, we're so famous now that the second we post anything, just we just get flooded.
1: <laughs> I can't walk down the street anymore without someone yelling at me. It's just so hard.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, imagine if in two of you release like uh, another song and it goes viral, and then the, by the time this actually gets released, that's actually true. As lovely as <laughs> as that would be. That's just not gonna happen. <laughs> the well, world doesn't work like that. Well, I don't think the bands are your style of heavy. They don't really go viral. Um, rarely,
1: no. I mean, you get a few bands. That, I mean, it it depends. It depends who you know and how many fans you have at the time. I mean, if you've got a lot of, if you have a lot of people on Facebook who are willing to share your video, it could potentially go far. But that's the trouble. Like, not many people really share stuff anymore. Stuff like that. I mean, you get these bands that release a song. And all their mates will share it, and it'll be like, oh, this is all over the internet for a day. And then the yeah, next day, day it's disappeared. Yeah. And it's just sort of like, I mean, we're, I'm, I'm impressed with Cement. I mean, Cement's got nearly 3,000 views, I think. I mean, that's not much, but that's the most I've ever had on a song. Yeah. Um, which is, it's cool for me. And, I mean, we're all really happy with the release of And I've had loads of people like message me and randomers come up and say this is really, really good. i really like this. We've had we've been given gig offers off the back of it. I
0: want to say that from what I've heard of well the the other the other two songs of yours that I've heard, um, just live and a little bit of the demos. I I said to you, I think when I heard you uh, demoing uh, "Stray," I said I think that's like. I, I really loved your first EP, but I, say, I think I said to you when I heard Stray, I was like, that song just in itself blows the whole EP out of the water in a sense of just... The, the first EP is really good, but it's you're finding your feet, finding your sound. And I, I really find that this, even with just Cement and um, the, the the song Stray that obviously I've heard and a bit of beef, um, they they really define you a lot more. I, I find like a lot of the time you get bands where you are getting this problem where... They release like a, an EP and then normally when a band releases one EP, that one EP normally doesn't sound anything like anything else. And then they release something else after it and it sounds completely different. And some bands get the issue of they release something really unique and different sounding and then the next EP or the next album, or, excuse me, or whatever, will just sound really generic. Like I know you don't like the band issues, um, but their EP when it came out um, was, it wasn't necessarily that different, but it did sound quite original and it was really cool and then they released the album and it was just like oh this, this is shit this is like so generic and unimaginative and dull and it's just like you've taken everything that made you special out of it but i find that with what i've heard from your newer stuff you've you've really defined an almost isolated fitment of the theme uh, isolated what your what the, your strengths were and your the things that were making you most unique and you've really you've really added to them a lot more and you've made it all work a lot better and i just think Cement is, the more I listen to it, the more I like it. I mean, my i said to you, my only criticism is the speech bit in the middle, but that isn't bad in any way, shape, or form. It's just me as a sole individual, I don't really like songs when they have that. I've got bands that are some of my favourite bands, and they have a little speech bit in, and I'm just not that into speechy bits. But apart from that, the whole song is just fantastic, and that part is really good, I want to reiterate that to people. I don't want to seem like I'm shitting on that part of the song. It's just, my my only criticism is that I don't like any songs that are like that, like, I don't like that part of any songs. I like that, but that song is so good. I've actually been listening to it a lot on my Spotify. Um, on my players, I've actually got it on two of my playlists on my phone. Um, so I think that song Cement is is absolutely fantastic. I really recommend people go listen to that. Um, but we're getting <clears throat> we're getting near the two ma- two hour mark now. So I think we will probably start uh, wrapping it up. Let's um, but let's uh, let me just ask you a few questions. So what what kind of bands do you find have influenced you? Uh, forward stuff. I know that obviously there's you and Stu helps you songwrite, and then I don't know how many of the band when you were what, what who who how what's the songwriting like? How many of you songwrite, and also what's been quite big influences for you guys? Um,
1: obviously oh, I'll well, we years. all
0: we all did a lot of songwriting. I mean,
1: where I mean, I probably do the least songwriting when it actually came to the instruments sort of thing. But um But you obviously I mean, still can like, play guitar, so I you always jam- threw him Yeah, I threw him my ideas. I always threw my ideas all the time. Yeah. Um the bulk of the songwriting I'd probably say was done by George not George I'm Stu and Reese for the First ep Yeah. I mean George wrote all of his bass parts, but I mean that was usually following Stu's guitar. I mean yeah. Stu and Reese probably the main bulk of the songwriters for the First ep Now I'd probably say it's been me, Stu and Jason
0: jason's the other guitarist yeah too. jason so we've all put quite a
1: lot into this into the new stuff i mean it's, it's Stu and jason more i mean Stu is the is the kind of um main songwriter we have i'd say yeah but i mean we've all we've all put quite a lot of work into these new songs I mean we've been fiddling with them with loads and like just like getting trying to get them perfect And we've put into a lot and i mean now we've just got the new members coming i think they're both going to get really involved yeah, out there. Here, they both seem really, really keen to well, get involved. Well, so I
0: met, um, I met Corey briefly, and he, he seemed really into it. As he's well. really,
1: really keen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's we'll really. he really fucking
0: really keen. Four, four bad practices, and he killed it? So yeah, yeah, he's really keen to get involved and start writing. Um,
1: so I think we'll all we'll all be the main songwriters soon. Um, influence-wise, I mean, I know Stu's heavily influenced by bands like Am Sixth and Every I gonna, Time I Die. I was gonna say Sixth because he loves Sixth. Yeah, I band. know he absolutely adores them. I mean, he's massively influenced by them. I think he tries to take into account the, like, the kind of stuff that we're all into when he does um,
0: his songwriting. But I mean, he's he's a very good songwriter. Like I, I mean, still, there's quite a few bands that we we click on and stuff. And I, I think I'll probably have Stu on the podcast as well at some point. I may even try and have Stu on the podcast before I release this one or around the time, so then I can kind of release them near each other mm-hmm. or something. Um, but he's um, I, there's a band called Sick that people don't know, and they are I think almost like objectively they're good because musically they're amazing, but they're a bit like Dylan's Escape Plan where they're so fucking hectic and all over the place. It's like the music is genius, but it's it's not yeah, it's, it's not, not user friendly like enough for me. Yeah. Whereas Dylan just kind of is like just about user friendly enough for yeah. me. And then every time I die is almost like it, it become, becomes they become less crazy. Yeah. So I think it is good that he's got he's got the influence from those ridiculously crazy, uh, mad bands, but he he tones it down a bit so it's not just. Fucking crazy no, hectic more catchy time. than those kind of hectic bands,
1: yeah. but no, I mean, he's really good. I think that's probably the best thing about, um, for me, anyway, is about being in in this band actually. Um, yeah, I've never been with a bad songwriter in it. I mean, we've had a couple of members who have kind of like come about for like a couple of days when we were looking for members, but I mean, I'm not mentioning them, there's no point. Oh, um, I mean, Stu, Stu is really, is a really, really, really good guitarist. I mean, he's up there with the best guitarist I've ever met. He's insanely good at writing and he seems to be able to do everything if you ask him to do something, more often than not he, he will just like, he can do it Yeah. Um. you just gotta kind of make sure he knows what you mean, but I mean he's, he seems to be able to write every single, any kind of song, he can just write it and it, it usually makes it sound really good like, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know and there's no other way to put it like that, like the, a load of the guitar stuff he's done and like stuff he puts on top of the songs, I'm always like, oh, I should sound like this and he does something completely different to what I thought it, would, it should sound like I'm like oh no keep that that sounds way fucking better <laughs> like, well, it's, every... good to, it's
0: good to have where you don't want a band of yes men it's good you want oh, like, yeah. different genres and I know that you you and Stu have disagreed a few times on certain stuff and that's kind of like oh yeah we disagree all the time we argue constantly but it's, it's one of those things where it's kind of like it's, it's almost healthy because then you don't want all of you go right, let's, I'll write this riff oh yeah that sounds great and then, then you just release an album that's just shit
1: yeah, or you, you be one of those bands
0: seconds. or you be one of those bands that release like an album every single year and every year you release it it's just shit but I mean I mean, Jason's fucking sick
1: as well I mean Jason does not I mean Jason wasn't involved in the writing as much before because I mean he's, he's been involved with writing this new EP but obviously with the old EP he wasn't even in the band and we had a couple of songs put together that are on I think we had two put together on, on for this EP that we'd written before jason joined i think that was more and we strange. just we learned him. i mean i think he has I made mean, a couple of subtle changes for him yeah but i mean i mean jason's wrote like these bits and pieces as well and they're always really fucking sick as well I mean, they're What's both cool. really 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 good guitarists what, what music is jason into um jason is I, don't know, I have I don't no know idea as well, I, or... the band, I mean i know he likes bands like every time i dance and stuff like that you know, and he likes within the rooms as well oh does um, he yeah i know he likes them i'll um, have to find out i'll see if he goes with well he was on about trying to learn one of the riffs ones so i assume he likes them you um, love Steely Dan as well, so he's um on Steely Dan and Within the Ruins. It's a, yeah, it's a big, it's a big spectrum. Um... He likes loads of music, basically. I know he's into loads of stuff.
0: But then again, everyone. Knew. I mean, for example, with you, like some of the really. I mean, you yeah. like. It's my make people hate you a little bit. But you, someone, Miley Cyrus. Yeah, there we go. There we um, go. You know what, you're like, you, I don't think you're the biggest Miley Cyrus fan, but you like a couple of her tracks. But then you. Oh, yeah. you, you all, sick, but then she's you also like. She's, she's quaint. It was like knocked loose. So it's like, and obviously, what I've said, you know, I, I like knocked loose featuring Miley Cyrus. That's what we need. <laughs> but so I've I've liked um, you know when you like a big variety of music, it means that you get a unique sound, and I really think decipher have got. A very unique sound, especially your vocal. I mean, Stu's guitaring and Jason's guitaring, obviously. In I don't heard Jason's guitaring as much, because obviously, as you said. The first EP wasn't with uh, Jason, but um, Stu's guitaring does sound quite different. But it's easier to tell differences between, you know, other than subtle differences between guitars and vocals. Your your vocals are the thing for me that stand out the most about um, about the band of how that your vocals are the hook of people going, oh, this sounds a bit different, and then. When you hear the drumming, the guitaring, the bass, and all the sort of the more in-depth things, even the lyrics as well, then it, it delves more deeper into how much of a complex band you are. But it's, the good thing is, it's not one of those bands where like, I, I like Stick to Your Guns; they're a good band. But he has the most standard hardcore vocals there are, and that's okay. But when you listen to a hundred hardcore bands, and then Stick to Your Guns are the hundred and first band you listen to, you just like. It just sounds like everything else. Even though you listen to them a lot and you get into them, you hear they're not. But with your band, it's just immediately from the get-go you hear, especially as you must have found with people, as you said, with Cement. Your vocals are different, and you're unlike a lot of hardcore bands. It's not where you can do loads of uncleans and then barely do cleans. It was actually more when when you started. You started doing cleans. Like you were you were in Who Needs Heroes, which a pop punk band. So you kind of learned to sing first. And a lot of the time, when you get heavy bands, it's either the guitarist can sing and the vocalist can't, so you just get, in a way, Devore's Prada syndrome. Even though I love Devore's Prada, where most of it, you you can't you can't have one song where it's all clean vocal and then one song where it's all unclean vocal, especially if you have two two purely vocalists. Because you just get one who can't do anything when you play live. Mm. But when there's someone who, like you, who's so diverse, where you can do uncleans and you can do cleans, but also your uncleans, you can do, you know high mid and a bit of low, and you can sing. And it's like, well, when you've got this, it means when you've got such a diverse uh, vocal range, as well as when you've got a guitarist who can do relatively everything and another guitarist who can do almost anything. And then, you know, um, a drummer who's really uh, mixing duck up quickly has got their own thing to it. It's like you add all these pieces together and it just means if you guys think, oh, we should, I've got this kind of idea for a song that goes a bit like this. You're not constrained by skills. You're only constrained by your own creativity. And because you all like so much music, it's almost like the sky's the limit. So you can really almost do anything with your band because you can sing. So if you want a song that's only melodic and stuff like that, you can just have a whole song of singing. If you want to have a song that's all just shouting aggression, you can do that without leaving a member out. And that's yeah. one of the beauties of it as well. And you also, because you can sing, like obviously I've lived with you for a couple of years, so even when you're just walking around the house singing, I can hear that you can sing without it being ridiculously overproduced. It means that live, you've got that powerful vocal. Whereas a lot of the time... Sometimes with unclean vocals is the worst thing. You see a heavy band live and you hear the vocals and they're so... They're nowhere near as strong. They're not yeah. as balked out. So you just... It doesn't have the punch that it does. And then it kind of makes everything else waver a bit. But I really find that you guys you really, you know, top notch. And your live performances are great as well. And you're, when you first starting out, it was rough around the edges. But I still thought you were great. But as time goes on, you're just getting better and better and better, which is good. Because you always want to be improving. You never want to be stagnant as a band. So, yeah, I'm just, yeah. Big Up Decipher. Big Up. Woo-hoo. So, so... I was going to say Big Up Corey now, they? Oh, yeah, because at, at the gig, at the most recent gig when Corey was drunk... it's going to be every single show now. It's just
1: going to be Big Up Corey. Well, basically, when there's a Fuck tiny story.
0: When we saw... When, when I saw you guys, the, the last gig you played which was the first gig with Corey, the drummer. Uh, a couple of um, our mates were like... They knew Corey was the drummer, so just every time there's silence between your sets, like... Big up, Corey! Because you said, oh, I just want to big up, Corey, because, um, you know, he's he's learned all these songs, he's only been a couple of things, and then someone in the crowd was like, yeah, Corey! And then every time, like, pause for um, applause, like, when between songs, someone would be like, oh, we love you, Corey! Great going, Corey! Big up, Corey! And yeah, at the end of good. your set, it was like, you guys are all great, but Corey is the best! And it was just that constantly. Yeah, that was, that was fun.
1: That was good. I was, I was proud of him, so, yeah. It yeah. works. Well, cool. If it happens again, I'm going to start killing people. Okay, it's my fucking stage <laughs> get the fuck off I'm the vocalist it's <laughs> my
0: ego my ego my band I write the lyrics it's all about me me okay well um is there anything else you'd like to just add to that as we're, we're probably gonna finish off now I guess um is there anything you'd like to add any anything in particular well, nothing to add really just um
1: obviously anyone who's listening and anyone who's interested in decipher I mean there's there's fucking there's tons of other bands right I mean there's I'm not going to go out and say there's tons and tons and tons of bands that are all really amazing, like just as good as us, because then I'm not really like selling myself very well. But there are genuinely a lot of bands around that are really, really, really good that are worth listening to. It's definitely worth checking out local music a lot more if you're one of these people who don't. That's not criticism. That's just kind of saying like it's very, very easy to only listen to bands that come in Kerrang magazine or on TV or and stuff like that. When there is, I mean, it's like. A, I do listen to a lot of local bands and a lot of the time I listen to them and I think yep that wasn't as good as this other band that they sound like so i am just listen to this other band but I like, I discovered Holding Absence from listening to an unsigned Man, they've released three songs and they're probably my top listen to artists by far they I literally think they're fucking incredible and there's tons of other bands Those are my friends bands Deferents so are really really great um Moralist they're really really great um I mentioned our Hollow earlier they're really great there's there's just tons and tons of other bands that if you just search for Facebook you Find these people if you just look a little bit like closer around the air, like, if you look in the thinner gaps sort of thing, you'll find all these little really, really, really cool bands. Yeah, that don't th- charge much for their stuff, don't charge much for their music, don't want an awful lot. They're just making music and just trying trying to take it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, so they're all really, really worth listening to. Um, obviously, yeah, do go and check out the cypher. Like I said, we're on pretty much every platform you can find us on. We're on Apple Music, Spotify, these are all these. Google Play and all these other bollocks. Um,
0: yeah, I'd really appreciate you listening to it. So Yeah, no, you know, I wouldn't... If I wasn't into your music, I would I would say, you know, go listen if, if not. But I've I, I said to you before, you know, with since I've been friends with you, when you've always been having music out, I, I'm always honest with you. When, when you've had a couple of songs before, like when I first heard Shadows, I wasn't too sure on it. And I, I told you, obviously, I wasn't going to be a dick about it or anything, but I was like, I'm not really into this as much. I don't think it's as strong as the other songs on the EP. Now I've listened to it a lot more. I think it is, you know, and I'm, I'm you know, over, over time things can grow. But certain songs a bit more grows and whatnot. But I, I really, even if someone didn't like the EP as much, I really just cement is such a great tune. And from what I've heard of the other songs coming out, I it's I'm really looking forward to your EP. Like legit as a friend and a fan, I'm really looking forward to it. So I just think when that comes out, obviously I'll, I'll share it on um on genuine chit chat. Whether or not this podcast is out yet when you release your EP I'll, I'll spread it on there as well and hopefully with you mentioned Moralist and Deference um hopefully I'll, um, I'll speak to because I know the singers of them and I obviously you do um, get them on there as well and kind of try and have a few more local bands I you want to have Bob, Bobby Lovejoy on there as well and um, just as many local music you know just promote and bands who I feel are, are talented enough and kind of deserve it and are rewarding so yeah. I'm just like you know I'm really happy to have you on here and I'm glad we had this chat it was a lot of fun and uh, yeah I just Big up Decipher Go check out uh, Cement and yeah. It will, when you guys are all listening to this, I'll have all the all the links to everything, whether or not you've changed your name or not. I'll I'll have it all on um, in the description. So yeah, it's been great chatting to you, Callum. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. And that's the end of another episode. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks for listening to, you know, both parts all the way. I appreciate it. Um, Next week's podcast is going to be with my buddy Tom, um, who I used to work with at a CD production um, place and cassette production, (laughs) because actually they still exist. And, um... Yeah, he actually did vocals for Decipher when Callum couldn't attend a gig once, so he actually performed with the band doing uh, Decipher songs for them. Uh, And also, uh, he's got a band, Tom has, or he's in a band, uh, called Seasons and Wreckage. They're a melodic hardcore band from the South. They're fairly uh, popular, people may know of them. Um, And uh, Callum uh, actually has played uh, Seasons before, played a Seasons gig live before without the singer that obviously he filled in so it's quite funny the two bands are quite intertwined in that way and um yeah tom and callum are, are friends as well uh, so that's a cool podcast we, we we talk about his band a little bit but it, it's more of like a general chat about other stuff he's got like a an instagram page where he does like um puns and cartoons and stuff that's quite funny we talk about working uh, i think at the cd production place a little bit uh his girlfriend laura she does like special effects makeup and doing a course in london at the moment for it it's he's a really interesting guy i have a great chat with him it's a it's a lot less like uh, specifically focused on like bands or something like that it's it's a bit more of like a a general chit chat you know a genuine chit chat that's what it's like hey i've got that in there so yeah thanks for listening guys and um, i'll see you next week